So, Michael, I'm dying to know what happened with the whole going to buy glasses thing. Did you get some? Mm. I did. Now, did I go over that we went to a uh, the eye store we went to? It was it was, it was great uh, commerce in this day and age. We went to the the, the nice mall here uh, down by the arena, uh, and uh, there are two glasses stores literally next door to each other. Right. And so like the way I selected them was based on the uh, how do you say placard based on the placard that seemed to have the best deal that week. And, uh, you know, I think I think that's kind of like I mean, you you do a lot of this kind of work, Ed. I'm sure it can feel like sometimes competitive stuff, even for the most complicated software is basically that it's just like who's got yeah. the coolest sign outside their Kubernetes cluster. You know, yeah, I like really the colors cool. on that one. Well, we'll have that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the, uh, my wife and I went in and they had a deal where if you, you get two, what was it? You could get three glasses for the price of the most expensive one, you know, whatever that deal is. Three glasses for the pair of four, for the price of four. What <laughs> and, and, and then the, you know, this is another thing I was thinking about you, Ed. There was some complicated pricing spreadsheet where if you only wanted to get one extra pair of glasses, you could redeem a voucher that you could give to someone which would give them like 50% off their second pair of glasses. I, I don't know, it was crazy. And then I could go on about that. That was, that was actually, now that I'm reliving it in my head, a great example of software eating the world, but doing a bad job at it. Um, Anyway, it sounds like a it sounds like a pyramid scheme for glasses. <laughs> well, I mean, since since, since uh, there's a little bit of interest that the the guy doing he was this great guy. I I, I enjoyed uh, his company a lot. But the way to redeem this voucher was he had to like send an email on my behalf, and then that emailed him back like you know the 64 letter code of a voucher. Then he had to copy and paste that into his ordering system so that he could do the ordering for me, right? And it was just like, man, I can just imagine there were like three to four different teams who didn't wanna have a meeting seven months ago. And they were just like, I got it. What if we just fire off an email and they can redeem that? And then their product manager was like, solved, let's go get lunch. Uh, and and that's, that's, that's how computers happen. Uh, and computing and software seems to happen in the real world. But so, I got, I got, I got, I got glasses. Here you go. You can give me oh, a review here. Oh yeah, let's here. take a look. Oh, look at that! Very uh -huh. smart. Check this it is, out. These are this, these are uh, Ray Bans called uh, Mr. Burbank. I guess that's a reference to California. I'm assuming there's probably a Burbank over there in uh, the UK. Nice. So I think it's almost great minds think alike. I've just got our new set of glasses, which look remarkably like yours. I would say. Ah yes. Apart from maybe thinner rimmed and not branded, sadly. Oh, it's yeah. Bog yeah. standard because I figured and, I wouldn't really wear them when I work at home. Nobody's going to see me apart from now people on this podcast. Yeah. Now. And and then I got a second pair. Ooh, you see, you do the sunglasses. Oh, there you go. Oh, the sunglasses pair. But, and it's the same. I uh, The one that I wanted didn't exist. And so I had the brilliant, speaking of brilliant programmer insights, I was like, well, why don't I just get the same frames? And then I can go to lunch. I don't have to think about this anymore. And so... There we are. So now I think I think my setup here is just at the range where I can still see. So I don't wear these uh, at my desk. But boy, I know I, I, I guess you two have glasses. So you know this, but the um, the world is basically like in 4K. I was thinking it was like a, a four by three aspect ratio, like maybe I don't know if it was in, in TSC or PAL, but I, I was sorely uh, mistaken for many years, perhaps a decade or more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think the world's all like HD and then all yeah. of a sudden, oh my word. 
Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Ed, though. I, I also need, as I use these so much now, I need like a second pair because it's inevitable that I'm going to lose them or break them or do something. Ah, uh, yes. So I've done the same as Ed and gone down to local opticians, you know, and getting like a basic pair. They are so basic. They've been waiting at the opticians for like three weeks. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, I guess the only downside is that I've realized that, well, maybe this is good good uh, therapy for me is I realized that I'm not the only human in existence whose face kind of looks like, uh, you know, a, a better part of the moon. Every, everyone else has kind of character and stuff going on with their, their face and skin, which is, which is uh, nice. To I thought know. you meant the, the, the coloring. Cause this is, this is kind of, yeah, this is moony. I would uh, say. Uh -huh, stare yeah. up at the moon, you know, you get the different shades of gray. I was, I was, you know, we, the gray and the glasses. <laughs> we, we've been working on some, uh, some keynote scripting for, for a conference you and I've been, and I went back and watched again, your, uh, your, your keynoting of the spring one 2020, uh, I video. Apologize. <laughs> no, no, that, that it was, it was, and, and we talked about this previously and you pointed out several things and going back to look at it and it, it is, it, uh, I think having the green screen where they, they cut out you and, um, brian right and uh oh, yeah it looks it, it was it was i don't i i think i kind of like it it's very i don't know i i think i think i enjoyed the aesthetic and and what i enjoy about the aesthetic is that it's an accidental aesthetic that someone came up with but it's definitely there if you look for <laughs> it so i think i think it's good it's awful i hate it i look back oh. at it and i go oh man because that I know. that that was sprung like right at the last second, like all this big box arrived with all the gear in it, you know, mm. recording equipment and lights and green screen and all that sort of stuff. And then I'll put it all up. And then the day of the conference, it's like, right, you're going to look like this. And, and there was no choice. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I yeah. look like the whitest guy alive for the whole thing. I don't know what was going on with the white you balance, go. but you're a proper Brit. That's all it means. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It months. looks like I've never seen sunlight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was no conservatory to, uh, yeah. or, a, or a solarium. Did I get yeah. that right? Solarium? Then, uh, you know, you could hang out there. Well, speaking of all the recording gear, we've got, a, uh, we've got a, 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 a little bit of a backlog of news to go through. We've gone through and selected some things that I think, well, I'll tell you the filter I use, fun to talk about, uh, but hopefully relevant as well. So, uh, well, first of all, we had uh, VMware Explore uh, last week. Were you, were you at that, Ed? If so. I wasn't, no. No, oh, okay. I used to go to the VMworld all the time before I joined VMware, and then I've gone quite rarely ever since. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we, we have so many internal emails about what's happening that you can just get the summary of it uh, yeah. through, through there, which, which is always good stuff. But I thought, you know, I don't want to go over all the, 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 the world of VMware Explore world, uh, and everything, but at least uh, our our friend, uh, our coworker Cindy, wrote up a, a summary of the Tanzu related things, and I, you know, we'll put a link to it in the show notes so you can go look at it uh, at uh, tanzutalk.com. But you know, just to give uh, just to give a quick rundown, it's a rare instance where I have actually read and prepared so I can give the summary of it. Uh, the we we have our Tanzu Kubernetes grid, which. You know, I more or less think of as our Kubernetes distro plus a bunch of extra stuff on it. Uh, and there, there's there's some management support that was added in uh, for uh, various ways of doing cluster stuff. But also now it has support for uh, running on Oracle Cloud, which, as we'll get to if we get to the uh, the new Gartner Magic Quadrant, uh, we'll have to maybe we can look at the Magic Quadrant and circle 
all of the, uh, the, the clouds that the Tanzu Kubernetes grid runs on. And then also there's, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's quite out yet, but the Tanzu mission control is gonna be made uh, air gap, which is to say you don't need the internet to use it, which um, there are many people who are into that kind of thing. Oh, and, tons, yeah. Very and and it, 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 it proves like we should name this rule, but maybe there's like, you know, the, the software defined talk podcast rule of uh, SaaS startups, which is eventually you're going to be on premise. So why not just do it from the start? Like is, <laughs> is what, uh, what always happens. And then uh, there were the Tanzu service mesh, which is perhaps one of the more descriptive products uh, out there. Uh, it, it looks like what it's added in is some, uh, or it's, it was some roadmap discussion that they had, things that, that we're working on and coming. And there'll be some nice auto discovery of, uh, of your Kubernetes and your VM-based things. But then also, it'll be fun to see how this pans out. Uh, I, I obviously didn't read the details, but it looks like they're working on, um, I would say, storing the configuration and policy, you know, in Git somewhere so you can do GitOps style stuff, which uh, usually aids in... Um, not only automating things better, but also uh, trying to automate compliance and governance and, and security stuff. And then finally, uh, back at the US one, there was the announcement of the, uh, the ARIA graph thing, which was basically a way, as far as I understand it, to discover your network topology and start doing some CMDB-ish stuff. And there's a, uh, there's a freemium version of that that you can use that I think only works on uh, AWS and Azure. But that would be fun as a former person who read a bunch of ITEL books. See, see how, uh, see how that type of stuff is doing. I used to get I very excited. Around, is it? I'm, oh yeah, yeah. Not an ITIL. I'm quite yeah. glad I've got an ITIL. But yeah, your, your uh, phrase of configuration management database brought back all those. Maybe it's a bit like single pane of glass, isn't it? Everything will be there. No, it won't. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it, it, you know, I always, I always took a lot of delight in uh, doing SNMP walks of my printers and home network, and so. It'd be fun to see how that, that works out. We were talking fun. None of that is fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is back when I was a programmer, so my definition of fun was a lot different. And uh, there's also, uh, you know, if you want to go check out Cindy's uh, post, you can see there's some updates to um, uh, the, the, the Bitnami product we have, which is the, um, the, the Tanzu Marketplace or Market, uh, if I recall the actual new name of it. And also there's some Sovereign Cloud support, which was a broader VMware Explore topic, uh, just some uh, some work with partners that we we have across VMware to run in your uh, your regions instead of not running in your regions. If if, if you're in, if you're interested in sovereign cloud stuff, <laughs> do, so so when when y'all when y'all hear the word sovereign cloud, do you think of the monarchy? Because isn't that more of the uh, the synonym for sovereign over there in the UK? It's a specific person. It used to be, I think, yeah. But we've had so many years of politicking about sovereignty and taking back control. Oh, that's true. Yeah. The, the word has been, I want a cloud in my back garden, please. <laughs> I can control. That's right. The, the word has been reclaimed it for has. how the rest of the world uses it. Well, that's too bad. Anyhow. Uh, so yeah, did, did y'all, did y'all, uh, you were at VMware Explore, Ben, how, how, how was the other, the unpublished part of the show being there? It was amazing. It was really, really good. Um, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect my first uh, VMware uh, event, so I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but I was blown away by the quality of the conversations that we had. Um, I did booth duty for, th for the whole uh, sort of three days. 
um, did, did many, many hours on the booth and spoke to a ton of people. And the level of interest was fantastic. It was really, really good. So yeah, you really get that at a booth. You, you get to see everyone while you're uh, hanging out at the booth there. Oh, we've lost nice. him. He's gone. Oh, you've only lost my video, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, uh, I'll try and get too. that back while you while you're talking. But yeah, it was uh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was really good, and it was nice to see you as well. I saw you there. I even saw you around a table with some food on it, loads of tapas. Yeah, um, I, if I recall, um, tapas obviously basically every night uh, seemed to be how it worked. Uh -huh. uh, so we became very familiar with tapas menus, uh, as I'm sure uh, you did as well. And um, it was nice to hang out, yeah, and spend some time with folks that uh, we've not seen for such a long time. So it was a, it was a, also a really good uh, sort of networking opportunity, I think. Yeah, it was nice get get some meals with with people and uh, other stuff. Now, I didn't do an extensive. I used to do these videos way back when during South by Southwest, where we would uh, go around and find the best uh, swag uh, and do some reviews. So I didn't get to do that tour. However. Uh, I, I think uh, there's only one type that I saw, which I'm going to crown the best. And that was at the Lenovo booth. There was a beer tap and uh, <laughs> it was it was one of those tiny like those tiny like uh, South European beer cups that you get. Have you ever noticed? Do we talk about this before where the further south you go, the tinier the beer glasses get? I think I think there's something uh, something to that. Uh, I mean, they always have the large ones, but the kind of like default is uh, to give you that that little. Is this because stuff. really the further south you get, you should be drinking wine? Yeah, I think that's probably also related. Uh, it's like a, a disincentive. Like you can yeah. have a thimble full of beer, or you can have like a jug of wine or sangria or something. Yeah, yeah. there's probably oh, probably some thimble of port or something worse. Ah, uh, there's probably <laughs> uh, some some. Uh, would it be a longitude? There's probably some latitude or longitude, whichever one is horizontal, or some river. And that's considered the beer wine divide. I don't. Yeah, know somewhere, that. somewhere, probably sort of mid France, isn't it? Maybe Switzerland, yeah. that kind of line. Yeah. Uh, Germany, you know, bottom of Germany, something like that. But uh, the sangria as well. Oh, good lord, the sangria yeah. was good. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, the Lenovo booth had a beer tap, so that was. Uh, I think that was all you had to do is get your badge scanned, and I, I, that that kind of like conference badge scanning transaction is great, where you just walk up and they give you a beer and they're like. How's it going? Can I see your badge? And then you can just like, you know, the people, the marketing people back at, at uh, back at headquarters are like, wow, great job. Look at all these leads. And, uh, <laughs> works out well. Uh, well, also, uh, let's see. In, in the meantime, uh, outside of the VMware Explore area, uh, I thought, you know, I was looking through uh, your, your collection of, of, of news, Ed, and it looks like there is further... Uh, you know, stuff in the uh, platform engineering backstage area. Red Hat, I think back at KubeCon, they announced that they're, they're kind of like in on backstage joining that project and working on it. And, uh, you know, I think a few episodes ago, I talked with, uh, talked with a few people uh, at the front side, which if you're listening to this in order, you must have heard. But if not, you can go back in the archives and listen to it. And uh, I think also a significant milestone in the platform engineering thing, uh, we, it has passed through the previous way of thinking is dead uh, news cycle, uh, which is good. Usually how that ends, if you want to declare the, your, your predecessors dead, is some of your predecessors show up and they're like, uh, it's kind of unfortunate that you're saying I was dead and that makes me feel bad and all the people put this energy into there. And then the previous declarer of the previous regime is dead. It's like, oh, sorry about that. And then everyone's friends and, and we move on. 
But uh, have you seen any other interesting uh, backstage or platform engineering stuff since last we talked, Ed? Um, probably, because there is a, a nonstop set of it. Um, and I keep following down the rabbit hole. If you find a good blog, so you follow some links, you find another good blog, you find some more impact. And particularly with that developer platform piece, it means an awful lot of things to an awful lot of people. So there's a quite big variety of things to link. But the one I saw was around the, the working group stuff. Actually, they did a wrap up of sort of KubeCon. Um, and trying to, I guess, come up with some definitions of what, and, you know, this being a more generic CNCF, what should be in a developer platform, um, generic components and getting together lots of vendors and things. So it's kind of, I like those mental frameworks. You know, I want to kind of read something and see, does this one fit? Does that one fit? Um, we can, I'll send you the link. We can put that in the show notes as well. Um, but it was an interesting take, I guess, because otherwise a lot of them are a developer platform is what we are selling. Whereas this isn't. This is, we're trying to come up with what is everybody doing and how would they all fit some kind of taxonomy? Here's our thoughts. And they've got an, an open doc at the minute anyone can go and contribute to. And they're kind of working on a first draft of coming up with some kind of report by the end of the year. Um, so given that we've had tons of blog posts and conversations, that seems like a nice place where it's all coalescing a little. And, you know, there's another piece I wanted to ask you about, I'm, I'm remembering now, which is, there was some post in the new stack, I think that you highlighted that was going over like what cloud native is. And uh, I remember reading through it and to your point thinking like, I think the CNCF has a definition from like four or five years ago. And so like, we should just go with that. Uh, and, uh, but I don't know, there were, there were like three or four, I'll have to find that and dig it up, but it's, it's, yeah, it was, they're doing it was a glossary, to, aren't they? That was probably yeah. the one they're trying to come up with a glossary, I guess, to try and reclaim a few terms or at least stop everyone saying it means what I want it to mean. Um, yeah. It's a bit like the definition of cloud forever ago. Who was it? Was it, somebody did a definition of yeah. cloud back in the day and the three different dimensions. And then that got debated for. 15 years, but it didn't change anything. <laughs> yeah. And there, there was, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've made this joke before, but then everyone forgets the fourth cloud, the, uh, the community cloud. I, mm. I think it, it was, it was there somewhere, but it just, uh, it got lost. It went down, it went to its own community and it was <laughs> yes. not seen from again, which ironically, I guess was the intention of the community cloud. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think, so maybe that's, uh, I'm, that's the other thing I wanted to note is that I think I think I'm warming up to this term developer experience, which I know for us was a big word over the past 12, 18 months, but I always felt like it was a little weird, but I was, I was talking with a friend recently and they said this kind of work that they do with other organizations, they always, he called them the, uh, the DX team. And so I don't know if, if, if someone else is saying the DX team and that's what people call themselves, maybe I should start saying developer. Possibly experience. only Citroen doing that. Uh, maybe they still have a DX team somewhere that <laughs> keeps old DXs on age, the road. <laughs> <laughs> I think too. it's okay to be mean. a connoisseur of classics. Uh <laughs> uh, there is, I don't, I don't know which, which Citroen it is, but there's a, a really nice like 80s vintage one in the neighborhood here somewhere. I think there's someone in my neighborhood who's into old cars because there is, there's like a late 70s, like you know, Ford F-150 pickup truck that I see a lot. Then there's that Citroen that I see a lot. And then there's also, I've seen this recently, there is like the stereotypical 80s Camaro that, that they drive around sometimes. And it's, nice. I, don't, I don't know, I need to find out. I should leave a note and be like, could we get lunch? I'm, I'm <laughs> I yeah, see, the Jersey equivalent cars. of that is that there is a, I don't know, sort of a vintage tractor association. And it's a small island, right? And 
I think twice a year. They all go out and they just sort of drive around the island. And they're great. They're the really old slow tractors, I guess, within reason. No cab or anything else. So, you know, just drive us sat on top of it with a wheel. And when you see one, they are kind of cool looking. And then you get like 30 of them in a row winding around these little lanes. It's not, you know, race cars or anything else. But there is something quite cool about these old tractors. Without the massive wheels off, two tiny front wheels, no cabin or anything. Yeah, we have the same thing here, Ed. Uh, It's like the old Massey Fergusons and that sort of thing. Mm. And also they do it in steam. They go back and bring out the steam tractors and do whole kind of shows and stuff. Amazing. Really good. Really, really beautiful machines. Really well seen. Yeah, and they're very practical, but I like them. You, yeah, yeah, it's totally impractical. And then, and then you can have the the two hour event. How we used to make uh, a board, uh, in, in, <laughs> which I'm sure was exciting. You Lots mean like a CPU board, like a, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. garage in Silicon Valley? That's a printed circuit board from How from uh, from CPUs. lumber to printed circuit boards. Uh, a short <laughs> history of boards. <laughs> Well, as as just a brief mention, you know, uh, they're also I think the uh, the Gartner Magic Quadrant for what, what what do they call it, Ed? Cloud infrastructure or something? Yeah, I think it's Cloud IaaS and PaaS, isn't it? I can't yeah, that's that's the official name. That's what I, I rewrote the title. Again. They've published another Magic Quadrant, and all the big clouds are like, and we're all there at the top. Yeah, well, is anyone surprised? Not really. Uh, yeah, I wonder yeah. how long before they stop doing that one. Well, there, there's, there, you know, I think all of the people in the in positions they like, you can uh, go to their websites for free and download it. I, I think I'll put a link to the one uh, at Google uh, that you can get. But yes, to your point, it, you do look at it, and it's one of the uh, the more, you know, it looks like winter came early because there's a lot of snow in that magic quadrant, just a lot of white space. I don't know if that joke worked, but you know, I thought I'd try it out. But I, you know, it looks they, like a map of Antarctica on a small scale. Or <laughs> there you go. But they, they, they tell you you're not supposed to rank things based off the quadrant. However, I went and ranked them. I eyeballed the ranking, as if if you drew a you know a line from the bottom left to the right where the positions that it would fall. In. And it looks like looks like you got AWS, Azure, Google, Alibaba, Oracle, IBM, Tencent, and Huawei uh, at the end. So that's that's what you got going on there. Uh, but, you know, you can check that out. I didn't actually read the analysis. I just looked at the chart uh, to see what was going on there. And then, you know, I think I think uh, we should probably there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on in the community with respect to where lots of conversation has happened over the past 15, however many years. And that is the 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 the, the thrilling joyride going on over there at Twitter now. Now, <laughs> when, whenever it comes to discussing this, obviously, <laughs> Since there's so many like layoffs and weird pathological situations, like uh, that's that's no good from a, a human perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it also is, uh, you know, not to say that aside, but with that acknowledged, uh, there is plenty. It's it's a, it's a rare example because it's so public of seeing a bunch of uh, digital transformation and DevOpsy and cloud native stuff put to the test in a negative way. Like, do we actually need these things? Uh, but what, uh, you know, what, what, what have you been paying attention to there, Ben? <laughs> well, it's like chaos monkey personified, isn't it? I mean, it's like, let's just go and pull, pull out various plugs and things and see what happens. Mm. Uh, it's basically chaos engineering, but, uh, but, but top down. <laughs> 
yeah. don't know. Yeah. It's a it's a tire fire. It, it's absolutely awful. I feel really bad for the uh, for the engineers in in that particular uh, uh, business right now. I tweeted about this as well. I've seen it before. It's so boring. It's like totally predictable. Um, I've seen it before. You know, new person comes in, creates a crisis, says they're the only person who can fix it because they're a genius. Then they can't fix the crisis. Then it's everybody else's fault. Then they leave and everybody's left to sort of pick up the pieces. Mm. It's We've seen it hundreds of times before. This is nothing new. There is no genius here. It's just a, fa- a race to the bottom. You know, uh, and then whatever's left, do you even want to be a part of it? I'm questioning whether I'm going to use Twitter anymore. I'm sort of like, I'm bored of it. I'm over it. I wonder if it's time to move on. And I'm sure there's a lot of other folks feel that way. And um, yeah, I think there's a there's a lack of empathy for, for, for you know, what, what it's like to do engineering on this sort of scale. I don't think any of the other businesses really have the same problems so trying to apply the same methods to fix it probably won't work it does feel a bit is it chesterton's fence i think it is you might remember this you know that that the idea that you walk up somewhere there's a fence in the middle of a road where it shouldn't be and you're like well why what's that doing there take that out and they're like no actually figure out why someone put it there in the first place it might be there for a reason and it is that tendency like you said to just come in and go well this is silly isn't it we, we should obviously have people playing for a blue tick mark Put that in. Oh, you didn't put it in because it doesn't work. Okay, take it back out then. All right, that was. Did you see all the false tweets um, and stuff, the false brands yeah, and things? Yeah. Like, oh my word! But, you know, in I... some ways, it's sort of reassuring. I mean, like, does Twitter need a shake-up? Maybe. Um, there was an interesting post. I can't remember the chap's name now, but he runs Thirty Seven Signals. Mm. Um, in an H, which won't help you at all, and you'll find him with a quick Google. But anyway, he had an interesting post around it, sort of putting it in a bit of context in other times when similar things have happened to a good effect, um, and saying, you know, we all think Musk is being a bit of an idiot around it, but he does at least have a pedigree of running some good businesses. Whether he runs them well or not, I have no idea. You know, but does he just drive people harder? Does he just say it can be done, and when it works, it's great, but if it fails, it's going to look awful? Um, and Twitter is very, very public. Um, so I, like said, thing, I guess it's just the public nature of that bigger change on something that touches everybody and therefore you know a lot of people right? I know everyone used Twitter but a lot of people are like, uh, and I'm, I'm the same I used to use Twitter a lot kind of dropped off it it went a bit toxic anyway I'd like something to change I guess because I'd pretty much stopped using it anyway um, will it get better or worse if it gets worse at this point I'm not too fussed I spent years building up a bit of a following or it happened. I didn't build it consciously, but so a bit, a bit of a shame. I don't use m- many other social networks anymore. Um, and I've seen sort of some talk about Mastodon, but that all seems to be the sort of the very tech people look at that. For everyone else, it just seems to be a bit too complicated and just wouldn't really work. Um, so if it's not there, it's, it's just one less, I guess. Um, I think- yeah, it'd be interesting to see where it goes. You know, who knows? Maybe it'll work out better. I think on the point about the other businesses, though, if you look at the other businesses, you know, the ones that still involved with SolarCity, Tesla, SpaceX, Mm. all have a very grand vision about what they want to do. You know, SolarCity, Space and uh, Tesla work together very well. It's all about that kind of sustainable engineering. SpaceX is about expanding our reach and uh, making, you know, space more accessible. What the hell has Twitter got to do with any of this? 
<laughs> it doesn't have a grand scheme. The grand scheme seems to be let's burn it to the ground. So <laughs> your grand scheme should be: can we get everyone collaborating without the toxicity? Can you turn it into a positive conversation? Right, which was. What what yeah. evidence is there that toxicity toxicity is something that they're trying to remove? I don't. Well, see I'm not that. saying there is. I'm saying that should be the vision. Should be, yeah, yeah, but not when the they one first started. Here, that was kind it? of what everyone liked about the social media. It hooked you up, and you only got the good bits, and then they got full of junk accounts and everything else. So yeah. there could still be a grand vision of actually, if you could harness everyone everywhere to do good stuff, then they're brilliant platforms. I, I've no idea if that is the intention. Um, you know, I guess we can give the benefit of the doubt and say Musk has visions of wanting to make things better in different ways. Whether you would agree with them, maybe. But um, this seems like the odd one out. The others are all engineering businesses. Um, you know, even the trains in a tube thing, it, you know, has a point. This doesn't seem to have a point. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you know, that's uh, well. You, you, you two have brought up two interesting things. Like one, I, you know, I hadn't thought of the obvious thing you were saying, Ben, of like, you know, this is the, the, the same pattern. You could call it the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, I don't know, the crisis driven Chesterton's fence demolition, right? Where you, you got to come up with some like crisis to do something and then, uh, and then you leave and everyone has to rebuild the fence. And they're like, oh, I don't know how this is different than the fence we already had. Yeah. It was working pretty well. You're all. This is also the second time in 30 days I've heard a Chesterton's fence meta, uh, reference, which is, I, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing with my life that I've heard it twice, uh, but I'm doing it. Uh, and and then and then uh, you know, there's also the uh, the the not having a, a, a or or having a grand plan and what it should be. That's also interesting to think of in the sense of maybe that's why there's all this rotating on like, well, why don't we just, you know, solve international money transfers with Twitter? Like, you know, you got to come up with some big ambition, ambitious thing, but I wonder, you mean like, you mean like PayPal? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I wonder if, you know, one of, one of the things in, uh, I, I, I talk about with people who are trying to get better at software, who are trying to eat the software or whatever is that, you do need like some kind of urgency. And, and I guess another type of urgency is like something big to do. And so there is, there is sort of a question of like, yeah, what do you do when you run out of urgency? <laughs> like there's no more like big grand thing to pursue. And then the, on the other hand, the other side of that, which, which I was thinking about maybe yesterday is, uh, you know, at like, like you were saying, Ed, I, I mean, I've used Twitter for like 16 years and I, and I feel like probably it's been directly responsible for all sorts of good stuff, mostly in my career that's happened in my life. I can't think of bad stuff it's been responsible for, but one doesn't like to poke the bear when it comes to that. Uh, but like, it also like if, if we didn't have Twitter, there wouldn't really be like 24 hour urgency to anything anymore. We would just have to like wait for the newsletters to come out or for someone to send us an email or that RSS feeds. Suck. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess, but there would be urgency inside groups, but maybe not this sort of like global urgency. We, we might like, I don't know if we'll ever break out of the, 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 the 24 hour cycle, but like we'll get closer and closer to like the economist urgency. We're just like, I don't know. I can wait till next week. It's cool. Don't need to know what's going on. But I, I think that like most nice. billionaires just basically buy, I don't know, a Bugatti or something and then smash it into a tree. But 
<laughs> but instead, we're buying businesses and smashing those into trees instead. It's just an, it's the same cycle repeating, surely. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to the uh, the the next meeting. Usually, the trope is like you know we want to run like Google or uh, or Facebook or whatever, and hopefully, someone will say soon we want to run like uh, you know the big tech companies except Twitter. We don't want to run like Twitter. That that would that would be fun to hear in some little executive soiree about digital transformation uh, stuff. Well, also, uh, we came out with our state of uh, state of supply chain open source edition uh, survey. Did y'all get a chance to uh, look at that? Yeah, I'd had a sneak peek at that. Mm. And um, it was good. It was it was nice to see that survey repeated again. And, uh, you know, across a wide sort of uh, range of, of businesses of different sizes uh, responding to that. Turns out that devs go faster and they're more productive with a supply chain, which is um, a good validation, I think, of many of the things that we've been talking about recently. Um, I, I was uh, fortunate enough to co-present a talk at Explore, which was about um, supply chains in part. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes for that. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. I think it's a good survey. It's definitely worth reading. Um, we can link to that as well, can't we, in the show notes. If people want to have a look at the survey, they can For sure. That. And a, a new product as well, a, Tamage, ta, a Tanzu Image Builder, uh, which is about sort of packaging open source, amongst other things, uh, so that you can uh, you know use them confidently in your uh, organization and get some of that kind of code confidence back, uh, which is a something i'm thinking about a lot at the moment as well code confidence that's yeah that sounds like a good youtube short get it your is. code confidence back it is and i want to do it like the old there's a song isn't there kissing with confidence i want to do it like that but coding with confidence instead i think that would be hilarious Who is it uh, does the, you know the the piano songs recently it was that really good one wasn't there? there's a few of those there should be a, a contract service by now that's you know i need my it wrap <laughs> can you do one for me please yeah so yeah, now, Cody. I want to suggest maybe Ben. Uh, I want to just just give you a, a bit of a stretch goal. Maybe you could record a theme song for our podcast because you know we don't have any music, and uh, that could be as since you're uh, since it sounds like you're going to be moving into uh, singing advice for programmers, and that that is to say not advice about singing, but you will be singing the advice. Uh, no, might... I think you misunderstand. <laughs> I was looking for some budget to go find someone. To record oh. something, you really don't want to listen to this. I promise you that is not going to happen, <laughs> for all the right reasons as well. Yeah, you don't mm. want that. Well, fair enough. Well, uh, I, I, uh, uh, I don't. Well, I, I did a little video, which I, I'll have to upload to our YouTube, but it's on a uh, uh, a tech news website, kind of going over my my part of what I thought was interesting from from that supply chain study the open source thing, which is basically just, as you were noting, Ben, I think you summarized it better, is just like, you know, there's it's no big mystery that most everyone uses open source. And actually, if you do look at the results, it's only like two or 3% of people who don't use open source, because I think there's maybe like 90% of people who weren't using open source, but a large part of that leftover 10% are people who are currently making their policy or haven't deployed their code yet. So there's there's actually a very small percentage who are just I don't, I don't know who these people are like they must not be using Linux but there's some yeah. some people maybe they do like industrial control systems or something where they've written everything from the ground up to like you know 
move a robot arm that installs watch parts or something. Uh, but anyhow, that'd, to your point, that'd I, be Linux. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be embedded Linux, though, wouldn't it? It's like the, yeah. I, I can't think either. It's like, well, who's so invested on? You well, know? you'd like, like I think, because I think WebOS was open sourced. And then there's like QEMU or something. Yeah, QEMU, yeah. So, but I think uh, that's open sourced, yeah, right? Yeah, so like definitely. all all these little like embedded OSs, I, I don't know. And then, well, maybe like the core of mainframe stuff isn't open sourced. So if you've got like a Unisys box somewhere, I don't know. But even then, probably like some tools, you, who, who knows? But I, I forget mean, what I was, basically you need a yeah. supply chain to handle all that so you don't have to worry about it. Don't even browsers contain a whole bunch? Isn't there like open source license pages on the browser about pages and stuff? Like, you, there yeah. must be well, some Chromium, obviously. But... Yeah. Huh. Yeah, anyway. it is odd. Well, I think, uh, is there any other news uh, we should go over? I think, I think in this episode, we had a, a good cleaning out here. There's a whole bunch of links to dig into more details that uh, you, the listener, or if you're watching us stream this live, you can go to. If you go to tanzutalk.com, and uh, you can find this episode uh, you can dig into. But is there anything else uh, we should mention before we close out? Well, like if we're all, you know, if, if folks do desert Twitter like a sinking ship, then where are they going to? Maybe they could tell us in the comments and uh, tell us where they're going to. I guess Mastodon's mm. very popular. I know you had a little uh, play about with it recently, didn't you, Michael? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I set up a, a, a Mastodon thing. Sure. You know. Uh, as as you do when there's some new uh i think i think like right as you get the early adopters the whatever is before the chasm that's when it, you always got to go sign up and squat your name and uh, check things out <laughs> yeah. I, I like to think of it as the sort of the the wild west you know the the migration west in the u.s where it's ah, like yes. go and get your plot of land yeah yeah i mean there was there was a point where ohio was the wild west i think and so you know just there's some American geography for you. Check out Ohio, but uh, good good place. I think that's I think no that's that's is it Cincinnati where they put cinnamon on their chili or something weird? Ooh, that sounds nice. Have, have you all ever had that? You know you know the chili no, yeah. as in like uh, ground or as you would say minced meat uh, that's been seasoned with uh, with stuff. And then I think I'm pretty sure they put cinnamon on it in Cincinnati. And yeah, I've definitely thing. had uh, I've definitely had something like that before. Yeah, it's good. But um, but yeah, not not so much the mincemeat being you know trying to be good and plant based and all that. Oh but sure, yeah. you yeah. can you can have just bean chili. You don't have to put that. But you, exactly, oh, such good bean chili. Yeah. Just don't just whatever you do, don't put a, any type of squash or uh, as as we would say in the states a zucchini in there because you're just going to end up with mush. And uh, if you want mush that's delicious, make some lentils, and uh, that that that'll be better. Well, we record this at 11 a.m. Amsterdam time, 10 a.m. your time, when that means that I can go eat lunch now after all that food talk, oh, which is uh, nice. should be great. Yes. Well done, yeah. I cannot eat lunch for another hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> but we are thinking about it, so <laughs> thanks it. very much. I'm in my must-lose-a-bit-of-weight before Christmas, so I can put it all back on again. Uh, <laughs> Well, maybe maybe next time I, I started speaking of that, I've started thinking about my relationship to my past and my future self. And I think maybe that is a good, uh, you know, thinking about my future self wanting to eat a lot during Christmas. 
we, you should tell me, uh, you can give me some therapy about that next episode, how I can uh, contact my, my future self. Just as a preview, the theory I'm developing is that if you have three selves, your future self, your present self, and your past self, I think it's very confusing what you do about your past self because it's immutable. So it's just like, why bother, right? Like, and I've come up with, I think, five different things you can do about your past self, but I'm not really sure. There's, there's just like, it's not useful. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you know, there's always like those, those uh, three to 15 uh, utensils you have in your kitchen drawers. And you're like, I don't know why I have this. I don't ever do anything with it. Like there's, I could do something. Like when am I ever gonna wanna spiral cut a cucumber? So why do I have this? Like, I think, I think you're thinking about it all wrong. You know, the world has changed. Politicians now do not think that the past is immutable. Oh, <laughs> there you go. dangerous ground. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll all tell about you. about perspective. I'll, I'll tell you one thing that's immutable, listeners, is if you've listened this far, you can't change what happened unless you have a time machine. But I'm sure it was enjoyable. And uh, if, if you don't subscribe to this podcast already, you should go to tanzutalk.com and figure out how to subscribe. We, we also live stream these each week, and you can check on that. And uh, with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>